This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Ryan Russ. Thank you, Sid. Today on Messianic Vision, our guests are Drs. Dennis and Jen Clark, who have been a guest on our show many times, and they always have new, brilliant information to share with us, and this is so powerful. Uh, your brand new book, Breaking Soul Ties, your four CD set, Freedom from Toxic Relationships, and you even threw in there a application guide uh, brain trap. So this is very deep, uh, but very simple at the same time to break uh, toxic relationships. Now, let me just start with this. People that are listening, they're looking for, they're, they're needing lasting change. They want to get lasting change in their lives once and for all. And I know you guys teach that it all starts with Jesus ruling your spirit, your soul, and your body. Absolutely. The, for him to rule all three, is all three need to be, you need to pay attention to all three and how to release and make them subordinate to the Lordship of Jesus. That, in other words, revelation should rule the mind. You want revelation from the Word of God to, to be word-oriented. Your conscience then should rule over your will. And the will is in the gut, it's in the spirit, it's in the, in the, in the inner man. Uh, not just uh, intellectual agreement, but the will is surrendered in the gut. And the emotions, that should be primarily controlled by your communion, a touching communion with spirit to spirit, heart to heart, breath to breath, we say. And that's uh, mind, will, and emotions, all three being brought into a structure of a life that's shaped by Jesus himself. I can't wait till we get into that a little later, talking about how simple you guys make it about just getting in a place of peace and receiving for God. Now, let me ask you this, uh, Dr. Je uh, Jen, your spirit, your soul, and your body, I think a lot of Christians do their best to, to focus on their spirit, their spirit man, but where, how does Jesus begin to rule my body and my soul? You know, these are three separate distinct areas that we have to make sure that we're taken care of. Well, the key to all this is, as Dennis mentioned, paying attention to your thoughts and your emotions and your choices. But we have to understand that spirit, soul, and body are all connected, oh, okay. that they interact. So, for example, say somebody um, gives in to excesses and indulges, whether it's drinking or overeating or something like that, is going to affect your soul and it's going to affect your spirit. Now, what you do in the spirit, uh, yielding to Jesus and letting Him rule your life, again, that is going to affect your soul and it's going to affect your body. God's ideal is for alignment and that alignment is with God's will. So it begins though, uh, I see what you're saying. So it begins with Jesus ruling my spirit and then it flows out of there to affect the other areas of my right. life, my mind, my will, my emotions, right. my body. Yes, so in essence, you let Jesus to rule and learning how to troubleshoot and deal with um, unpleasant thoughts or toxic emotions or um, bad choices then the Lord will teach you. That's kind of working out your salvation, mm. paying attention how to troubleshoot and getting all the areas of you under the authority of Jesus. We use a simple illustration, consent, yield, and obey. Because people basically will start with their heads and their thought life. We say take that consent and before you do anything, consent in your mind, in the thoughts, but yield, drop to your spirit and yield and then obey because then it is God who is at work. So let me ask you this. I know you address this in your book. When a person becomes born again, they are saved. They are a new creation. They are no longer, you know, given into the world. But, but we have a lot of work to do after that. 
correct? Correct. Talk about that just for a moment. So people begin to understand that, yeah, you're born again. You're bought by the blood of Jesus. You're a, you're a new creation. As the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 5, you're, you're on your way to heaven and Jesus is now Lord of your life. But let's say I had a rough past. And so just talk for a moment what the next steps are in that situation, which is most people that become born again. Well, a, an example you could consider that uh, people would know in the natural is you're like a piece of wilderness ground that God has just purchased. Mm. And God wants to make that ground a beautiful garden. And so he comes in and he has to clear the land. He has to deal with this. He has to deal with issues in our hearts. So a lot of that we get in our relationship with Jesus. But then there are how-tos that you learn that are practical and that make the process go much faster than trial and error. And that's one thing that we have in all our books and in this book in particular, how do you cooperate with God? How do you let him deal with toxic emotions? How do you let him um, align your relationships properly? How do you get free from certain things? And, and Dr. Dennis and Jen, the one thing that I've always appreciated about your ministry, and I know the people at home do, is you you don't take the complicated route. No. Because Jesus is not complicated. You, you teach us how to, how to uh, drop down, as you say, and really receive from Jesus. You know, there's some that have a lot of things that they have to deal with, and it's a process, but... It's, it doesn't have to take years and years to, to undo these ungodly things. Now, let, let's jump right into this because a big part of your book uh, talks about breaking soul ties. So tell me, uh, what are soul ties? Well, first of all, we start with the premise that we teach lordship. That we want Jesus to be Lord over mind, will, and emotions. Whenever you have a, a toxic attachment to something more than God, you've got a problem right there. Now, how do I know? How do I know if I have a toxic attachment? You'd have difficulty letting it go. If there's Ooh, anything okay. you can't let go <laughs> okay. of, right. you say you can control it, but then try letting it go. The two if weeks you later. Yeah. And, and it's not just a, a person. It's a, it's a, it can be a person, a place, or a thing, Okay. which is basically idolatry. So you have relational soul ties that could be a romantic attachment or an unhealthy attachment, um, even between parent and child occasionally. Right. Um, but then you also can have an attachment that the Bible calls idolatry. And that can be to anything. People are very creative. They can make an idol out of almost anything, even something that would be good in the natural. And it, you teach, though, uh, to let people know it's not... Um always a physical th thing, having right. a soul tie, like, yes. you know, some, you know, uh, sex outside of marriage or adultery. Mm -hmm. or, it's not always that. It's no. also uh, a dependency and so on and so right. forth. It, the problem comes through the emotions. Okay. And whether it's a person, though, or whether it is, uh, say, I've got to have a house at the beach, there's a lust attached to it. And whenever lust comes in, mm demonic spirits get involved, seducing spirits. And that's why, that's where the pull comes in. Once you're attached, there is a demonic pull that is difficult to deal with if you don't know how to get set free, but praise God, that's one of the things we teach in the book, how to break that and how to deal with entry points that let the emotions get involved in a toxic way in the first place. In other words, all relationships, good, or bad involve the emotions. But whenever the emotion is the doorway and there is an emotional attachment and it, it, it exceeds your love for God, it, there will be demonic attachment to it. And that has to be, that spirit is a tie or it's given permission you know, it's almost as if Jesus set us up for success by saying, listen, put me first. If you love your wife, mother, I mean, they throw, one of the gospels says wife. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus set, set us up for success by saying, hey, love me first so you don't have these ungodly soul ties to everything else. That's the bottom line. Okay, so let me just ask you guys a question here. Uh, how, how do these ungodly soul ties begin to form? Several methods. Uh, 
association. Uh, I know in the church we're concerned a lot of times with laying on of hands and making physical contact and it can happen that way. But my experience more has been detrimental to believers by association. Which means what? Association means you're around them, you begin to take, if they're angry people, bitter people, you yeah, have a tendency good. to retaliate in yeah. bitterness. That's good. And it yep. starts to form a relationship that gets expressed through you as well. So let me, let me see if I'm getting this straight. If I, if I work for uh, somebody that's always angry, are you saying that by association I can develop an ungodly yes. soul tie there? Right. Right. Explain that. Explain the, like the example that well, I'm you, saying. Well, you'll get angry that they're angry all the time. That's rendering oh, evil okay. for evil. Okay. And here's another way. Um, it was clearly a God thing that our daughter um, went in the Navy. It was real clear from the beginning. And she was doing really well until she started hanging out with some friends who were complainers and angry and didn't like restrictions, wow. didn't like the Navy to tell them that, you know, wear, um, don't wear bright red nail polish, be more subdued, be more professional. And she started picking up that anger herself. So then you have, say, a Christian and they want to hang out with friends who are not putting Jesus first and those friends want to go out and drink and be involved in other things. A soul tie can form there and they'll be emotionally connected and start doing the same things and it will erode their Christianity. That That's so good because a lot of people uh, go into uh, relationships or, you know, sometimes they, they don't know how to deal with it because they have a boss or coworkers, mm -hmm. like you said, mm -hmm. but it, it it really does matter who we're spending a it lot of really our day-to-day -day time with. And here's a story from my own life. I was widowed for five years before I met Dennis. And uh, somebody asked me out, and this wasn't somebody I wanted to have a relationship with, but I felt like I should go. And then a godly Christian woman who was kind of a mentor to me told me later, would you marry him? And I said, absolutely not. <laughs> right. And she said, before you go out with somebody the first time and your emotions get involved, mm -hmm. have your criteria and don't deviate from that because she's seen so many young women get involved in a, an unhealthy relationship just because they got emotionally attached. So my bottom line was, I don't want to, I don't want somebody unless they're a man of God. That's really good. And you know what? You just tied it all in a bow for me because Paul said that we literally have to be taken out of the world uh, to avoid the world in so many words. So you're not, for those who are listening, you're not saying if you're a Christian, God's not telling you to not hang out with your unsafe friends to be a witness, but you cannot lower your standard. You cannot lower the bar. You got to keep your criteria so you don't erode, like you said, and bring in a soul tie. Right. Exactly. Right. Okay. Exactly. So, uh, Dennis, uh, association, what else? What are other ways that uh, we can develop ungodly soul ties? Well, another way is, is, is really getting involved with uh, uh, a boss and say you're a married woman and your boss, you just start to develop a work relationship to where he understands me. Well, you spend more time at work than you do at home. But it's the emotional component. But it's the emotional component. They call them like work husbands and work wives. Yes. To where you're, you're, you're actually making an ungodly attachment. And that could be counselors, doctors. You, you and can, clients. And clients. And patients. You begin to develop this, uh, they understand me or they listen to me. Mm -hmm. And like uh, Dr. Joe was saying, basically you're, you're, you're getting eroded underneath and you don't right. realize it by uh, giving into that. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later with, right. with the, the emotional makeup of that. Right, so right. tell me about your brand new book, Breaking Soul Ties. Well, it is so needed today, um, an understanding of this in the church. We are not exempt from developing ungodly relationships and ungodly attachments just because we're Christians. As a matter of fact, when we become Christian, then we need to be on our guard and also know how to get free because Jesus came to set us free so that we wouldn't be tied to anything more than Him.
I love that. Even while you're talking, I'm thinking, I don't want to be tied to anything but the Lord because mm, it can right. just be so destructive. Dr. Uh, Dennis, tell me about your brand new CD set, Freedom From Toxic Relationships. We, we started with the, 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 the concept that we want to see people set free. I saw so many times, even on a one-on-one -on -one as a pastor, I saw where, where people were controlled by a relationship that they knew was wrong. And so we covered that. We also covered that uh, it can be a place or a thing. Oh, people who come into a church with an agenda, wanting a certain position, Ooh. be a worship leader or something mm -hmm. like that, and they can't let it go. That's right. good, yeah. And so they let that agenda drive them to the point that they actually are more attached to their agenda or their dream or their gifting or their talent to where they don't relate properly to the people that God put in their life for their benefit, for their fulfill their destiny, because they get tunnel vision and they, they see through uh, a pair of glasses only based on their agenda. And that needs to be broken. One, on Wednesday night, I would have a half a dozen young, uh, single teenage boys come in and they looked around. They were looking for <laughs> single teenage of course. girls. Uh -huh. The next week, none of the boys showed up. A half a dozen single girls showed up because they heard there were ah. single guys. I said, there's a picture of your life when, <laughs> exactly. when God's not in control and you're yeah. trying to manipulate, which is another form of forming a soul tie, mm -hmm. manipulation. When you think you can control uh, situations for your own agenda, then you'll be like those boys and girls. They were in the wrong place wrong at the wrong time. Wrong place at the wrong time all the time. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and then finally, uh, your brand new application guide, Brain Traps. Tell me about that. Well, this goes through the five different brain traps that can form because remember we said spirit and soul and body are all connected. And when you have seducing spirits operating in your life, then it affects your brain. Now, there's one brain trap that forms in the first three years of life, and that determines your patterns of relationship later on in life and connects the pieces in the brain, sets a, a mold for relationships. We explain the trap and what happens in your brain and also explain how you can get free from that. Then we explain dopamine, which is the molecule of lust and how that operates to create addictions and also creates a neural pathway in your brain itself. But the good news is when God sets you free, He can rearrange your brain. Amen. And I know that after reading your material, listening to your CDs, I tell you, anybody who's got an addiction, anybody who's got bad habits, ungodly soul ties, you make, you make it just yielding to Jesus and you walk them through yes. how to be free from all the stuff that tries to uh, get on us from the world. And when we come back, we want to talk to Drs. Dennis and Jen Clark uh, more about dealing with toxic emotions and getting into that place of peace. But I want to hear some more testimonies. We'll be right back. Call now and get Drs. Dennis and Jennifer Clark's brand new book, Breaking Soul Ties, and their powerful four-part audio CD teaching and application guide, Healing from Toxic Relationships, exclusive for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9608. Through their powerful brand new book, Breaking Soul Ties, Dennis and Jennifer Clark combine their psychological expertise with a biblical framework for spiritual deliverance. Through this book, you will receive freedom from the roots of toxic relationships. Make the connections between your habit patterns and soul ties. Unearth the root causes of emotional and behavioral issues. Identify specific soul ties that might be operating in your life. Break free from relational soul attachments created through sexual and emotional intimacy. Receive deliverance from soul bondages. Remap your brain once these bondages are broken. We saw people caught up in soul ties that were a total distraction 
and kept them in bondage from receiving really all of the promises that God has for them. Through Drs. Dennis and Jennifer Clark's four-part audio CD series and application guide, Healing from Toxic Relationships, you will understand the difference between godly and ungodly soul ties. Discover how the enemy ensnares us through habits, soul ties, lust, and addictions. Learn how brain traps form because of sexual and emotional intimacy. Find out vital keys for identifying and diffusing roots and needs that drive unhealthy behaviors. Understand how to experience true lasting deliverance. Break loose from the past. Throw off your bondages and become everything God has made you to be. Are you ready to stop being sabotaged? Are you ready to stop walking around the mountain for 40 years? I mean, isn't it time for you to get into the promised land? You want different results? I tell you, it works. Don't miss out on getting Drs. Dennis and Jennifer Clark's brand new book, Breaking Soul Ties, and their powerful four-part audio CD teaching and application guide, Healing from Toxic Relationships, exclusive for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9608. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth, It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9608 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We're here with Drs. Dennis and Jen Clark and, and I know this is going to help so many people. This is going to help thousands if not millions of people to just break free from the things that are holding them back in one big area uh, uh, other than soul ties, which is, which is a soul tie, is you really talk about your thought life and emotions and breaking bad habits. This is a beautiful offer that you have here. So Tell me about the story about the young girl in middle school uh, that came to one of your training sessions. Yes, she came to one of our training sessions and she was very proficient, very sensitive in the spirit. And she, she learned to, to forgive uh, as, as just a natural, just as natural as breathing. But she called and said, you know, I've, I've studied your material, I've, I've done this, but I have a situation that's repetitive at school, there's these girls and, and uh, they're the kind of the in crowd and I want to be part of them and I'm, I'm trying to be nice and everything, but they, they purposely set me up. They have parties and then disinvite me and, and it hurts and I want to know how to deal with the rejection. And so I said, well, you know you, how to forgive them. I said, but that doesn't prevent you from being a victim. And if they're doing it regularly to you, I want you to try something else. I want you to go on the offensive. I want you to go on like a love offensive. And that is not only forgiving them, but while they're being catty towards you, release love from the spirit to them while they're talking. And so you, she found out that, you know, no matter what harmful words they were saying, they can't go in. It's kind of like having a fire hose flowing out of your right. belly, out of my right. belly flowing rivers, and you can't put dirt inside of a fire hose. That She was clearly uh, in the realm of the authority here, and she's releasing love to them girls, and the Holy Spirit. She's in a cafeteria. Cafeteria setting where the girls all kind of, the clique came and approached her to bully her, and she said while she's releasing love, it was the Holy Spirit was turning her head and she didn't understand it at first to a table in the cafeteria where there's some other girls. And so she just walked away from them and sat down at that table and introduced herself. And here it turned out to be Christian friends, later Christian friends that were solid, but they had been praying for her. Her agenda, wow. she had a soul tie to basically, I've got to be part of the in-group. She didn't see it as an agenda. She thought it was just a goal. So some of these people who think they have goals, yes. actually, but how come you kept taking the abuse and you couldn't let go? I said, that you know is unhealthy. So and she it, broke that. She broke that and released love to them. But then the destiny or the people that God really had in her life, the provision of relationships, healthy relationships, she would have never seen while she was on wow. that agenda. Wow. And God turned her head, and uh, the testimonies came much later that those turned out to be her best friends. And, and you know, the thing I love about this story as well is uh, you can see how the enemy was trying to take her out with toxic emotions, and now she's going to go all through school 
dealing with low self-worth and, and but she listened to what your counsel mm -hmm. was and mm -hmm. it flowed from that right right and once the soul tie was broken she was able to see the provision that God had for her that's what happens if we have an agenda we will miss seeing what God has for us so it, it, a soul tie I always thought that a soul tie develops from um, just a, a, a close relationship only. And you're talking about the soul reminding us it's a mind, will, and emotions, which this young lady had all three of those working against her, so to speak, with that bad crowd. And, yes. And, and so that's she, where the soul tie develops with the right. mind, the will, and emotions. I mm -hmm. see that now. And if yes. she would have tested it, she could see, I keep going back. I keep wow. taking the abuse. I can't let it go. Apparently, it's got control over me. Wow. They have to have a, uh, a, an understanding. And one of the ways we approach this is we teach them, you were made with legitimate needs. God knows that you need relationship. Sure. He knows you need hope, love, safety, security. He knows you need those things. But you can get them either righteously or unrighteously. You will either put a substitute in there or you will, or you will genuinely follow the leading of the Lord and let Him put together the relationships. And they're going to either produce life or they're going to produce death. Wow. And let's be honest, every one of us deals with relationships, Constance. work, home, right. you know, out recreationally. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Jen, you had a prayer appointment with uh, a college age woman, an attractive yes. college age woman. What happened with her? Well, we sat down to pray together and her complaint, and she was quite upset about it, was that lesbians kept hitting on her at college. Mm. And she said, I don't, I, I like men. I'm not interested in a same-sex relationship. And so to see where that had started, had her close her eyes and said, what's the first thing you see? Once she, we were in prayer and she saw a babysitter, a female babysitter that had sexually molested wow. her. We prayed through that. She forgave. Uh, broke. Anytime there's sexual sin, there's automatically a soul tie, an ungodly soul tie. And so she forgave, received forgiveness, and then heard back from her later with that broken, she was not approached by lesbians. Wow, look at that. Yeah, just stopped. Yeah, it, she was free. So in other words, you took care she of had an spirit. open door. Right, right, right. She had an open door, wow. whether she was aware of it or not. I yes. call it an entry point. That just means the time something gets started in your life. And I know that you talk about that with your offer, the entry, dealing with those entry points. And mm -hmm. uh, let's talk about uh, backtracking just a hair about yielding your will uh, to experience peace. And I may have told you this story uh, before on, on, on radio that last time I went with you guys to Israel, uh, I sat right next to you. It was the most peaceful flight I've ever had in my <laughs> life. And I'm, I've been all over the world, okay? And I sat next to the both of you and it was just peace the whole time. And so I've learned from you guys how to walk in supernatural peace. But talk about yielding what that produces as opposed to not yielding and what that what happens there. Yeah, we, we even use the acronym TRY. It's the opposite of yielding. And T-R-Y, temporarily resist yielding. <laughs> yeah, I <Okay>. like that. <laughs> so it says that helps some people remember. But the, the grace of yielding actually explains uh, the Philippians scripture where it says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. So that means there's something I have to consent to but in order to work out my salvation, the next very next verse says, for it is God who is at work both to will and to do. So he says, we have to explain to people how to consent in your head, but drop to your spirit, yield and obey. And when peace rules, nothing can penetrate that. That's lordship and that's the fruit of the spirit. That's the kingdom really, righteousness, peace and joy. And when that peace is ruling, you are honoring God as Lord, not just Savior, but He's Lord. At, at that, that moment. At that moment. <laughs> so, Jen, give me an example, please, of how to get in that place, literally get in that place of peace. I mean, you teach, stay there. Right, right. But if I'm in a, you've told me that many times because I've asked you, you said, Ryan, just stay there. Don't come out. Uh, but how do I, I'm in a troublesome moment or family situation or whatever. How do I, how do I literally get in that place of peace? Well, for some people, it's easier to 
get where you can close your eyes at first. Yes. And focus on the Lord. And it's Jesus in you, your hope of glory in you. He's in you. He's with you. He gave you his peace. It's always available to tap into. So close your eyes and drop down to your spirit and yield in your heart. And when you say drop down, in case anybody's not heard that from me before, okay. what does that mean? Get out of your head and go to your heart. Go to your spirit, your gut. Jesus said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Now, he said, the kingdom of God is within. Now, if you were upset, then you may have to release forgiveness. That's good. Forgiveness is the new creation, you, and God working together. It's a mingled spirit of you and the Lord from the gut. And this is where we see much failure in forgiveness is people are doing it from the head sincerely. Right, but and you teach that yielding, Jesus is the one that forgives through Jesus us. is the one that forgives through, but it's your part and his part. So it's got to be from the heart, as the Bible says in Matthew 18, unless you forgive from the heart. If you forgive from the head, that you is an independent you. Right. You forgive from the heart and it's you, the new creation you, where Jesus and you are co-laboring. It's the new creation spirit you. So a person a saying win -win. you, it's a win-win win -win when it's when you know which you you're talking <laughs> exactly. about. Because we know yeah. the scripture says, apart from him, you, you can, can do, do nothing. nothing. I can do all things through him who strengthens That's good. me. That's real good, Dennis. And I hope those of you listening, you feel the peace of God that we feel here in the studio. We have Drs. Dennis and Jen with us in studio today. Now, let me jump ahead to a, a, a big problem among most people uh, is you, you talk a lot in your offer about our thought life. And, and we need to take responsibility for our thought life as Christians. As unbelievers, we don't have really anything to stand on, you know. Uh, but as believers, we have to take responsibility. Talk a little bit about that before we get into mental strongholds and emotional needs. Talk about taking responsibility. Where do we start with that? We teach the difference between sin and temptation if you don't give in to it, it's not sin. Somebody needed to hear that. And yeah. you can just you can just ignore it and say, oh, that's ridiculous. But if you will pay attention, your thoughts could generally fall into, as a Christian, fall into one of three categories. They're your own thoughts that come out of your mental reasoning. It could be, you know, I really need to do such and such to my car to get it inspected. Um, or it could be a thought that comes from the enemy or it could be something that comes from God. Now, how can you tell the difference? Well, does it make you upset? Would God ever give you something that makes you upset? No. Mm -mm. Because even if he corrects you, it's got all the love of heaven behind it. So if something doesn't sound like something Jesus would say, just reject it. We had a young woman we worked with and that was the only suggestion we gave her was uh, she was just uh, emotionally out of control and was having crazy thoughts and gave her homework for one week to pay attention to her thoughts and use those three criteria. If it doesn't sound like something Jesus would say, I don't care if it's yourself or the enemy, don't take it. And she was markedly better and made progress. Jesus wants to be Lord of our thoughts so we can test it by the Word of God, test it by the Spirit. Does it feel like the nature of God on it? Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Does it feel like His nature? And test it by the fruit that it produces. Does it make you more upset? Does it make you peaceful? Does it make you fearful? What's the fruit? So Dennis, let me ask you this. Let's say, you know, everything seems to begin and end in the thoughts uh, with uh, how I'm processing the world around me and how I think about you, you think about me, literally. So when you have a person, let, let's say it's not lust. Let's say they're, they're bombarded with, oh, she doesn't like me or he, he's, he's out to get my job or, you know, I, th I think a lot of people got th these, they have these ping pong thoughts through their head. How do you begin to remove those so you can hear more of more God thoughts? Well, there's, there's two streams with every thought. And this is something I think has been overlooked to a large degree. 
but it's it's not just whether the thoughts are positive or negative it's the authority or the power behind the thought uh, if I if I hear a thought in my head like I think there's a power struggle and I would pay attention to the emotion or the power which is the power behind the thought if it's hurt mm. then I'm gonna literally receive forgiveness for taking in the hurt and giving open ground what that does then is it removes the power or authority behind it every thought that goes through your head fleeting or otherwise strongholds or fleeting thoughts all of them have a source that's good and the yep. source if the source is dealt with and then you hear something dumb in your head like oh you're not worthy if if I dealt with the the, uh, the fear or the anger or whatever was attached to it, and I have peace, I can dismiss that thought. Wow. It, wow. Won't, it has no power. So there's communication of words, but all words, all thoughts have an authority that's being communicated at the same time. Deal with the authority and you bring the stronghold down. Speaking of stronghold, that was my next question. Uh, Dr. Jim, talk to me about what mental strongholds are. Okay, a mental stronghold is something that you believe that is a lie and you can't receive the truth even if something is written in the Bible. Wow. Because it creates a barrier. Now, your thoughts like that always enter at the time of an emotional wounding. So I know we're talking about thoughts, but Dennis was talking about the two lines of authority, the power behind it. So we can deal with the thought only when we start first and deal with the emotion and get peace. And then we have spiritual power to pull down that mental stronghold. In other words, we, we quote often the scripture, life and death are in the power of the tongue and most people perceive words. I'm saying you've got to go beyond words to the power behind the words. Once, once that's been dealt with, then the words can be, you can't stop thoughts from going through your head. You, that, but you can't exactly. stop and effectively deal with the power. That's bringing it captive to the Jesus in you, is when you've neutralized the anger, hurt, anything, any toxic emotion behind a thought, it's not God. Right, and you teach that the, the more you you say no to those thoughts at once you deal with the root right it's it's you're going to create whole new habits in your mind yes. and your yes. heart right. to live free from that stuff yes to say, exactly yielding means you say yes to god before you say no <laughs> that's that you i love how simple you guys make it uh now you uh before we go to break i just want to talk briefly about emotional wholeness uh, which is what all of us want. Right. Um, and, but there's the opposite of that is the emotional neediness that people right. uh, carry in their lives. And, and so how do we, is it the same principle? How do we move from emotional neediness to emotional wholeness? Well, we have to understand that God made us with needs. Yes. Legitimate needs. Yes. He made a baby so it needs mother love. It yes. needs tenderness. It needs protection. It needs security. And we need the same things we needed as a baby. We need all our lives. But when we don't get it when we're young, we get what, what I call emotional black holes. Mm. It's an inner ache for certain things. And what people tend to do, then they um, didn't get enough love for mother. And we're infinitely creative in, in trying to get substitutes to fill those areas. We have an inner... Um, tendency to try to fill those holes when they're there. So we didn't get love from mother, so we could turn to alcohol, we could to numb the pain, we could turn to overeating, shopping, seeking prestige. They're counterfeits that never really fill the holes. Well, the beautiful part of it is that when we see that we have a substitute, something that's not fulfilling, that it's not really adequate to meet a need. And you'll know that you can't let go of it. Right. right. If we ask God, where did that get started? He could flash a picture of a baby and you could see, well, mom and dad neglected me. 
and you can feel that ache and that pain and then release that inner demand to God and welcome Him and He can come fill those holes. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think I've learned from you in the past, if I'm saying this correctly, that whenever something happens to us, good or bad, it doesn't just kind of go in and then go out. It, there, it, it's there. It's there. Right. It, if you deal with it or not, it's there. Right. I don't, right. I don't believe you have vacancy. Right. I believe that all legitimate needs are being filled righteously or unrighteously. And our desire is to make that exchange. Legitimate needs need to be met righteously. Paul said, how I long for you all with the affection of Jesus. That was the affection. He didn't get that affection growing up. <laughs> and he right. didn't seem and like he was. And he didn't demonstrate it. And he didn't demonstrate affection. No. But if he long, he can't give something you don't have. But, right. he, but he got well, it that's righteously. Good. That's good. Okay, when we come back, I want to talk about how to begin to break these unhealthy soul ties. And you, you want to uh, come back and, and hear what Drs. Dennis and Jen have to say because they're going to be praying over you in just a moment. We'll be right back. Call now and get Drs. Dennis and Jennifer Clark's brand new book, Breaking Soul Ties, and their powerful four-part audio CD teaching and application guide, Healing from Toxic Relationships, exclusive for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9608. Through their powerful brand new book, Breaking Soul Ties, Dennis and Jennifer Clark combine their psychological expertise with a biblical framework for spiritual deliverance. Through this book, you will receive freedom from the roots of toxic relationships. Make the connections between your habit patterns and soul ties. Unearth the root causes of emotional and behavioral issues. Identify specific soul ties that might be operating in your life. Break free from relational soul attachments created through sexual and emotional intimacy. Receive deliverance from soul bondages. Remap your brain once these bondages are broken. We saw a tremendous need in the body to understand for the individual to fulfill your destiny, your personal destiny. But we saw people caught up in soul ties that were a total distraction and kept them in bondage from receiving really all of the promises that God has for them. Through Drs. Dennis and Jennifer Clark's four-part audio CD series and application guide, Healing from Toxic Relationships, you will understand the difference between godly and ungodly soul ties. Discover how the enemy ensnares us through habits, soul ties, lust, and addictions. Learn how brain traps form because of sexual and emotional intimacy. Find out vital keys for identifying and diffusing roots and needs that drive unhealthy behaviors. Understand how to experience true lasting deliverance. Break loose from the past. Throw off your bondages and become everything God has made you to be. I have met wonderful believers over the years with, I mean, no limit on their potential, no limit on their destiny, except these toxic emotions that literally sabotage them. Are you ready to stop being sabotaged? Are you ready to stop walking around the mountain for 40 years? I mean, isn't it time for you to get into the promised land? Trust me on this one. You want different results? I tell you, it works. Don't miss out on getting Drs. Dennis and Jennifer Clark's brand new book, Breaking Soul Ties, and their powerful four-part audio CD teaching and application guide, Healing from Toxic Relationships, exclusive for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9608. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth, It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify Offer number 9608 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Okay, we're back with doctors Dennis and Jen Clark. And uh, Dennis, tell me about the lady that was delivered from fear. Well, it started out that she was saying, you know, I know everybody feels the presence of God and everything, but I don't. And that's usually a telltale sign. And here, what really happened was she was raised in an environment where the mom and dad had knocked down, drag out fights. And she would, like most children would do, she would run to her room and hide in her closet. And, but the devil doesn't play fair. He'll work with little kids. Yes. And he says, this is where you're safe. Mm. Now, if, if a demon's telling you you're safe, right. it's a fear, what we called it a fear guard. In other words, it's got 
a certain validity to the child because out in the living room, there's a knockdown drag out. In the closet, I'm not experiencing the knockdown drag out, but I've got a layer of fear telling me you're safe. And what it does is it, it dials down the emotion to where they say they feel nothing. Wow. But it's fear. Wow. And as soon as you expose the fear, all of a sudden she f could feel the tension that was in those issues. She dealt with the trauma by releasing it to Jesus and let him take the trauma rather than letting a fear guard. So there's, it, we used to call it like a two-headed dragon. The major fear was in the living room, but the subtle fear was in that. I'll keep you safe. I'll keep you safe. You put up safe. walls, you hide. Wow. And they put up walls to people, they put up uh, walls to... And now they've got a wall over their emotions so they can't even feel the initial. So initial. she released forgiveness. She mm -hmm. released forgiveness, went through, and suddenly she could feel everything. She, she could feel the Holy Spirit in the Wow, room. which she couldn't she feel could, before. Yeah, she couldn't. Wonderful. Jen, how do we begin to break any sort of unhealthy soul tie? Whether it is, uh, I know in a little bit we're gonna talk uh, about uh, sexual sin, but any soul tie. Uh, how do we begin to uh, uh, break these unhealthy soul ties? Well, first you get into prayer because that's where God works, yes. when we're in prayer. And in prayer is when our hearts open to Him and we're connected with Him. And then He can show us if there is an entry point, if there was a certain time that, um, certain time that we gave in to something. Okay. And let Him go to that place in our heart and receive cleansing, forgive people involved. But one of the keys that we found that was extremely significant was in all soul ties that people would say, well, I'm really ashamed to talk about this or I sure. feel guilty. And we could pray them through the guilt and the shame but found that there was always freedom if we could get the craving, which really we're going after the lust. Uh, if it was uh, something where the craving was still there and they received forgiveness for guilt and shame, it didn't go away. So Dennis, what does that mean that they haven't dealt with a craving? Okay, that means that this, a person could do this by themselves and our material actually teaches how to do that, is they know by now how to receive forgiveness for the guilt and the shame. Sure. But ask, where did I give into it? Where did it make its attachment? and then look for, uh, it, it'll be a lust feeling, but it, people use different words because this is all subjective. They'll say uh, titillation, uh, 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 it felt good. Until you find out where that good feeling is and then receive forgiveness for that because that good is not God. So let me ask you a question. Um, I, I This is the first time I've ever heard anybody teach this. Um, uh, are you saying you can get to the place in God where the craving for that sin, whether it's overeating, uh, uh, some kind of toxic relationship, lust, the, even the craving will disappear? Yes, yes, absolutely. That's incredible. Absolutely. And I think that's the missing link. It is. For a lot of it because we deal with guilt and shame, guilt and shame. In, in a vicious in cycle. In a vicious cycle, yeah. right. And it's not that the guilt and the shame properly asking for forgiveness isn't, isn't uh, being fruitful. It's just not complete. The source, where did it come in? Uh, even uh, in, in sexual sin, the guilt and the shame applies. This is actually where I learned it. I learned it more in dealing with people with sexual sin because in sexual sin, it was like I have to admit I liked it and then felt dirty, ashamed, sure. guilty, and found that they got freedom when they could feel clean inside and did not feel the titillation, the excitement, the craving, whatever word you use, the, that so-called good feeling that's not God, right. when that went to peace, wow. they were free. There's nothing like feeling clean, clean. on the inside. There's, there's nothing that can compare to that. And, and in the gut, when you feel clean in the gut, you can have the historical record in your head, but you've got the heavenly record in the gut where you feel clean and pure again, then anything that goes through the head in the way of remembrance wow. will only serve uh, to keep you from doing it again. Wow, that's so good. And in fact, when you're talking, I feel that there's many people at home that are 
taking a deep breath and saying, I can do this. I can do this. Uh, tell me about the story of the girl that was uh, delivered from the soul tie being cut off. It was a young girl that, again, uh, she was a, a, a preacher's uh, daughter and she had learned all of our material in a course and everything. But she had a boyfriend that she knew in her head, this is a bad relationship, okay, but I can't stop. And then she would start to cry. She said, and I don't want to hate anybody, but she thought her only course of action was to hate him, wow. to push him away. Right. And, and so I had her pray through the excitement part, like we said, not just the guilt and the shame. And when she felt that change to peace, I loved her explanation. I don't have to hate him but I don't feel the pull anymore. Wow. That's when you know that's the seducing it. spirit was broken. That's, Just like that. That's what we're after in all this, to remove the pull. To remove wow. the pull. Craving, uh, lust, uh, excitement. Uh, I, I'm just going to go out on a limb here. I, I would have assumed that most people, most everybody, 99% of the population would tell, Christian population would say that, no, the craving never goes. You just got to deal with it. Right. And but you're talking about the pole can go. The yes, pole can go. Yes, yes, That's yes. Incredible. Then you're free. That's liberating. And, it is. And it, did, and it wasn't a love-hate thing. She didn't have to hate him. That came out of her own mouth. Exactly. I don't have to push him away with self-effort. And, and the very thing we talked about at the beginning of this interview is you just got to get yield yourself to Jesus. Yes. And that's where it all begins. For it is God who is at work both to will and to do. Your part is to do it from the heart. And to yield not to just him. Sincerely from the head does not right. work. <laughs> Doing it his way. Uh, uh, we have a few minutes left. I want to talk about two other things and and this is this is a big one um, among Christianity, uh, let alone the world, is a sexual sin. And um, you know, you have so many uh, good stats in the, in the uh, in the teaching that you're offering, not only stats, but you really get this to the scientific, because you have your background, Jen, right, you really get right. to the scientific root. It's very eye-opening uh, about habits and pornography and so on and so forth. Um, but just for a moment, um, for those out there that are listening that have a trouble with dealing with sexual sin and all its uh, tributaries that come out of that, uh, what, how does someone begin to uh, find the freedom in that? Well, first it helps if they know that it's wrong and that God gave sex as a gift to a man and a woman in holy matrimony, as they say in the Book of yes. Common Prayer in the yes. Episcopal Church. <laughs> it's holy matrimony because it was defined by God. And we were made different from animals. We are made with a spirit in the image of God and that the offspring from a union of husband and wife, the goal is to produce godly children yes. who would also become children of God. Yes. So it's different from us and animals. This is why there's so many um, warnings in the Bible against sexual sin. And it's so serious that every single time that somebody indulges in a sexual sin, another seducing spirit is attached. Wow. More and more demonic help. And what's more, you don't have to know just by reading the Bible that somebody who's sensitive in the spirit can feel the spirits on people. Wow. We had a, a pastor's wife who said there was a girl who came in and she was making passes at the other girls in the youth group by hugging them and being right. physically affectionate. Right. But the thing that upset the pastor, she could feel the seducing spirit. And so the, she brought the girl in and she tried, She argued with her. And she said, what, don't, you don't believe in hugging at this church? And the pastor said, I can feel the seducing spirit even now while we're talking, it's unclean. And she took it to the realm of the spirit, which is a higher realm than that of an argument and the girl had no comeback for that. Wow. Clean or unclean. Clean or unclean. As opposed to just an outward action. Absolutely. You bring it to a higher level. You bring it through the I like the that, bringing it to the higher level. Mm -hmm. And you teach to, uh, about dealing with it effectively, the sexual issues, which again, they range in, from uh, homosexuality to 
pornography to you know everything else, that you have to start with the emotion. You yes. start with the emotion. Let me start with the story of a of a, a woman who came to us, a Christian couple, and she said, "I just feel really bad about my husband and this woman at work." And, and he said, "No, no, 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 no. no, no. We just work together." <laughs> right. And he he wasn't trying to hide anything. He yeah. was sincere. Yeah. I don't think there's anything to it. And so we said, "Well, here you can test your own spirit. Close your eyes." Drop down to your spirit and think of her. And he went, whoa. And we all, the spirit manifested and we all could feel it. So he, wow. felt, he felt excitement. I don't care if you're a counselor or a pastor or anybody, uh, you shouldn't look at your appointment book and then get excited over one that's appointment good. versus Boy, the that's another good. appointment. That's or a good. Woman, another woman at work. Or, or another whoever. woman at work. Yes. That excitement is the telltale sign that's good. And many will override that as, oh, well, no big deal. And because, because uh, sexual issues are uh, very emotional based, uh, you know, involving either love or lust, I'm reading some right, of the things that you right, wrote in your right. book, uh, people need to have, be cleansed and delivered from the entry points. Talk to me about the entry points. Okay, it's when did you first give in to a certain sin? because then that's where the demonic attaches, that's where you give legal ground. Whether it's, say, the first time a boy looked at a girly magazine. And, but if we ask, get in prayer and ask the Lord, what is the entry point? He will cause it to come to mind automatically. Then we can deal with receiving forgiveness, um, dealing with the lust, and then it's broken. But this is wow. a nice way where we've been accused of being simple. <laughs> because there is an I accuse you of that all the time. It's wonderful. <laughs> but I've had people give me long, complicated procedures, and they'll, the argument is, but it works. Well, it, it, it may work by going around the mountain 30 times. I would rather forgive my mother one time and, and then have a woman boss the rest of my life who reminds me of my mother. <laughs> right. I mean, either way, yeah. sanctification could take place, but I would rather take the easiest way. Of course. And let me, let me ask you if this is true, just as you're talking. I wonder if people don't like that simple truth because they've dealt with the issue for 30 years. Exactly. Right. And they've never found a way of escape. And you're basically saying you have to yield Bring the emotion. Find the entry point, though, mm -hmm. is, right. is, is the big, yes. the mm -hmm. big, okay. Yeah. Okay, you find the entry point and you, uh, you said ask for forgiveness or, or forgive if it's right. a molestation right. or something. Right, and then, and then you teach that after you do that, the enemy truly has no more legal ground. Has no more legal ground. You are free. You are free. Now, you might have several issues that you need to pray through, but in each time you are free in that area and what was once a torment can become a testimony. That's beautiful. Remember the lady that had problem with men. She had problem with men before she was saved and she was spirit filled and still had a problem with men. <laughs> right. She went to the original source, a simple prayer one time with her father wow. as her male image. She made a judgment. And, and she wow. released it and the joy of the Lord flooded her heart and she goes, oh, I just realized I've got a man in this house, the man, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, one more question before we release you guys to pray. Uh, let you, you just teach, let Jesus be your source. Yes. Talk, talk about that. In, in all these areas, uh, how, do, how do we learn to let Jesus be the source of our joy, our peace, our, our, our love? Well, I, I saw that I grew up spirit-filled but had a lot of rejection issues from my father and his father saw him as invisible because he was ashamed of him. I grew up invisible. Wow. But the Lord said that if I would release forgiveness to my father for rejection that and any demand or expectation for it, once I released it and got peace, God came and allowed me to feel his his he called it undivided attention wow. and affection. And my thoughts are continually toward you. And he bombarded me with an acceptance, getting it righteously from him right. 
not demanding it from people. And the day came when I, when I started pastoring where my own father came forward to get healed of the rejection oh, he had. Awesome. And I got to minister to oh, him. Oh, that's awesome. Isn't that superior than me demanding the rest of my life what he should have given me and didn't he, give yeah, me? Yeah, and then growing older and older and, and being bitter and, and missing out and being on that just like peace. Him. It, yes, yes. And Ryan, one of the biggest benefits of all this that we haven't talked about at all is that whenever God deals with us on something supernaturally and sets us free, that each thing we deal with, it increases our anointing Ooh, to minister to others. That's to really minister good. to others. And so our biggest area of weakness, of devastation in our lives can become our biggest strength and our greatest anointing. Wow. And we can, we have a weapon. We can kick the devil in the teeth for what he did to us and we can <laughs> set other people I free. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I actually believe that my strongest anointing is acceptance. Mm -hmm. And if somebody rejects me, instead of getting hurt and feeling bad, I would go, oh, that's too bad. I'd have loved on you anyway. <laughs> and that's a far better response than poor me or here's someone else that doesn't like me, when in reality you are in a redemptive mindset as a gut response. And what I love... Only God can do that. Yes, sir. And what I love about your teaching, both of you, is that this works for every area of your life. Yes. Anywhere where yes. there's toxic emotions, bad habits. I mean, we didn't even talk about smoking or, any, you know, there's, there's so many, so bad, many bad habits. Yeah. Or, you know, even prescription pills and uh, addictions and stuff like that. Dennis, I know I said one more area to cover, but I have one, one last one before we pray. Uh, it was, was very interesting in your teaching uh, that we can actually have a soul tie with ourselves. Yes. If you could explain that yeah. before we pray. Really, really what that is, is that's an unteachable person and they have these over the years, I've seen the same response. They're, they're unteachable. They're, they're, they're pretty much in love with themselves as being a God unto themselves. But they'll say things like, I'm complicated. That may work for other people, but I'm complicated. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've received from the best ministries in the country and uh, they can't help me. Got hands laid on by I've everybody. Had everybody, yeah. but they can't help me. I already know that anyway. I took a course uh, and I've completed it. and. Uh, that's interesting. Now let me tell you what I know. <laughs> right. So how how do they they will how go, do we get over ourselves? Yeah. They would have to see the pride. Okay. They would have to see the pride. Pride doesn't see itself. Uh, they would have to say, God, if I cannot receive well, but I do a lots of ministry to others, mm, that's the way that's it'll good. show up. That's good. But I can't receive from anybody. Yeah then that's a danger sign. Or I already know that, or you know, I, God already told me what to do. I don't, they refuse input. Although they'll pretend like they're receiving input, but they'll never surrender to it. They're on the way back if they can humble themselves and they can say, maybe I don't know everything. Or maybe <laughs> I could be wrong. That's a, that's a big the one. The first time I saw this, God gave me an open vision of a, of a man that was telling me all of these things. Uh. And I saw with my eyes wide open, it, what looked like a bald, humpty dumpty demon transposed over his face. And then he even tilted his head back with a condescending look, just like the scripture calls bright. Yeah. And he had a condescending look. I'm too complicated for this. Now, every time <laughs> I see somebody with their head tilted back, wow. I go, oh Jesus, Keep I don't know. <laughs> Keep your head low. <laughs> Keep your head low. <laughs> Would you guys please pray for the people at home, whatever's on your heart? Lord, we pray right now for those people listening, for each one of you, that the Lord would show you your area of need, that the Lord would show you exactly what He wants to go through to first. And right now, while you're listening, close your eyes and open your heart. Let the Lord show you the area and welcome him, welcome him to come into that and set you free. Release forgiveness to people, receive forgiveness for yourself, and present your emotions back to God. Jesus, I want to set you in first place in my life. 
I was bought with a price. I am not my own, and that includes my emotions. And so I'm relinquishing. They're the doorway to good relationship and bad relationship, and therefore I'm releasing my emotions back to come under the Lordship of Jesus and be evidenced by kingdom God emotions, and that is righteousness, peace, and joy should rule from this time forward. Amen. And I know you feel wherever you're listening, what we feel here in the studio, the peace of God, the presence of God. And I want you to take that with you wherever you go. You've been listening to Messianic Vision with our guests, Drs. Dennis and Jen Clark. And now here's Sid to tell you how you can get this special resource. Drs. Dennis and Jennifer Clark want you to discover the secrets to supernatural freedom. This will allow you to fulfill your destiny by learning vital keys for breaking unhealthy soul ties, emotional attachments to agendas, places, and things. In their exclusive brand new book, Breaking Soul Ties, and their four CD set with Brain Trap Application Guide, Healing from Toxic Relationships, call now for the Clark's brand new book, Breaking Soul Ties, and their four CD set, with Brain Traps Application Guide, Healing from Toxic Relationships, for an investment of 40 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Drs. Dennis and Jennifer Clark's exclusive brand new book, Breaking Soul Ties, and their four CD set with Brain Trap Application Guide, Healing from Toxic Relationships. Offer number 9608 for an investment of 40 U.S. dollars. Be sure to ask for offer number 9608. Once again, that's offer number 9608.